Benevolent supply. Sometimes what I say... Oh, you want to help Duff out so uh, and help Neil out, so we're out of here a little bit early for him. QM Sports Time, don't say we never gave you anything, Neil. It's 9.59. But guess what? Unlike you, Joe, we got this spot scratched out. Nice going, Neil. How could a guy that was a jock be so impotent, you know? Places I've never been before, Sarah Rodney. I don't like you anymore. Why can't we just get a grip on our man-to-hand relationship? Come to terms with truly how we feel. If we put our heads together... We just stay home forever, dear penis. I think I like you after all. Oh, and Rodney, while you're shaving, shave my balls. <laughs> right. All right, Channel One at five sixty WQAM. This motherfucking place is just a fucking joke. Amen. See, I hate to break the news to Joe Rose, but, you know, Joe being the ex-jock, he, he portrays himself, you know, with this image, like most ex-jocks, as being Mr. Macho, Mr. Manly, et cetera, and so on. But unlike uh, Joe, number one, I didn't go screaming and yelling to a guy that basically uh, has got nothing to do with this. I went to our program director. I said, get off your duff. And so he got in touch with uh, the water Nazi, who, of course, is our traffic lady, and we got it straightened out without screaming, without yelling, without getting suspended. How do you like that? Without even getting suspended, Joe. Yeah, we got uh, those extra spots scratched off because we can't do like 11 minutes of spots in a 15-minute period or whatever they were trying to stick in there, you know, because that goes back to screw Ann again, our sales manager. Screw Ann. And what did I tell her that one day? I said, if it was up to you, you'd run 50 minutes in an hour if I let you get away with it. And she said, uh-huh. Sure they would. Because you got to understand, no matter how. See, this is just what I said when we were at I D. We could sell every minute of every day. Forget about any programming, which would sure cut down on salaries. We could cut down, uh, sell every minute of every day, and we still would be losing money because we got to pay those seven million a year to the uh, for the broadcast rights because Greg's got a hobby. It's like it's like paying for somebody who's got a drug habit, a booze habit, a drug habit. He's got a sports habit. Like some nuns have a habit. We work for a guy. 
He's got a habit. He's got a nasty habit. And that's sports nerds, ball games, the Marlins, which we got a Marlins game today. How do you like that? Oh, you like it? No. Some of you probably do. Expos and the Marlins. There you go. Another biggie. They said 9,000 and some yesterday. If there's anybody who was at the game yesterday, can we get a real count on how many people were actually there? Because if my memory serves correctly, we actually had a pretty nice day yesterday. Didn't rain anywhere, did it? No. No, it was actually a pretty decent day yesterday. Marlins lost 5-3 last night. And 12.30, we got the pregame. One o'clock, the Expos and the Marlins are close out their series, the Toilet Bowl. Anybody in this audience was there yesterday, call us immediately, if not sooner, and let us know how many people really were at the ball game last night. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. So Hank will be on after the game at about 4.15, it says here. And then uh, 5 to 6, we got uh, Bino Cook with Hank. Why do we have that? Huh? Why does he do that? Is there any special reason why we do that, that we have Bino? Hurricane Hotline at 6. At, oh, no. You know who we have at 8 o'clock tonight? Have you taken a look at the schedule? Joe Zagaki. Oh, my God. 8 to 10 o'clock tonight. Ed Kaplan's got to follow Joe Zagaki tonight, and I bet you he's not going to be too happy about that. He'd probably rather follow a Marlin game. Look at this. We don't have one person in this audience that was at the Marlin game last night. Not one to give us a, a spy report because there was probably nobody there. Maybe we can have John Henry. You know, I, I would swear last weekend I saw John Henry on Young Street in downtown Toronto with a tin cup. Spare some change, mister? I swear that was him. Real frumpy-looking guy. Real, Yeah, that was probably one of them. <laughs> WQAM, Marlin Line. Hello? Yes, sir. Hey, I finally figured out what your problem was. Okay, good. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. What? You know who that was, right? I know who it was. So yeah. Was that the screw you, Neil guy? No, that was Andy. No, it wasn't. It wasn't? No, it was not. No, it you're, you're getting a tone deaf now. What? WQAM. Yeah, Neil. Let him go. Yes, sir. I went to Sesame Street Live last night. I guarantee you there were 50 times more people there yeah. than there was at the Marlins game. Uh-huh. And it was probably more entertaining. We can't find one person who was at the Marlins game last night to give us a spy report. Thank God. Okay. Bye-bye. By the way, I should have asked him if he was psyched for that game coming up this afternoon. By the way, I heard, why are you answering those? Don't do that. I heard a uh, spy report. I was listening to Hank yesterday, and he said that it was, I was going to the track last night, and he said we had a call from John Henry earlier. And he said, you know, John Henry's problem is he's too nice of a guy. And, and the way and I didn't hear the interview or the phone call or whatever, whatever went down here on his station yesterday, but I got the distinct feeling that there was a little bit of a suck-up job that went on there. I, I hope I'm wrong, because I know Hank's been ripping him an ass just like I've been all the time, and I certainly hope that when John Henry called in on the air on Hank's show, that Hank didn't, uh, you know, do a Larry King on him, suck around too much. Here's a mobile in Sunrise. Hello. There's no fags in the church. See, you put that one on hold, and he still had no material. This This is amazing. This is astonishing. Not one person in this audience was at the Marlin game. And, and here we're preempting. Prime time, middle of the day, we got to scratch out spots. See, we're not only losing money on the broadcast fees, but also on the chunk of the daytime that these games are taking out, like uh, two days ago, like Tuesday, when we had that big doubleheader. You know, the day that where 91 people were there by actual count by the owner of the team, and eight of them were professional scouts. WQAM. 
WQA and Marlon Hotline. Yeah, I was now. at the game. You were at the game? Yep. And? Uh, I was working, so I can't tell you, but there's maybe 1,200, maybe. Maybe? Yeah. Counting all you uh, concession people? I wasn't concession, but uh, a TV type. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe uh, at the beginning of the game, maybe eight, nine hundred. By uh, the middle of the game, maybe twelve, thirteen. They came streaming in like uh, two at a time. Oh yeah. Okay, thanks. Thanks. Okay, there you go. Finally, there was one of the uh, TV crew people. He probably won't be working there too much longer if they recognize the voice. Oh my God! And this man wants money for a stadium. I also want some spy reports on uh, if anybody heard John Henry calling on Hank show yesterday. And Prana, I don't want you to make up stories, okay? Because I know we got a lot of people that want to take a gratuitous shot at Hank. You know. And say, oh yeah, he really sucked up to John. I I don't know, but it just that in listening to what he said and going on about he's too nice of a guy and he doesn't have the connections that Wayne had and he's just uh you know not cut out for this. Well, I would certainly agree with that. He ain't cut out for it. He's a nerd. But that would be very interesting, I would think. Eight minutes after ten, we got a lot of spots today. We got to get them all in here by twelve thirty because we got to get out of here. And all we care about is the spots. Just keep in mind, I'm the one that told you that we got to get in the goddamn spots because that's what's important is spots, revenue, revenue. And by the way, don't tell anybody about the, the fact some people still didn't get their bonuses. George got his bonus. Oh. Did anybody else get theirs? No. From the spring book, did anybody else get theirs? No. And as Hank told you yesterday, what he was going on about this motherfucking place is just a. Joke. He had to uh, send Bluff to the bank to uh, deposit his uh, stub or whatever the, however the hell they do it. Because his direct deposit, uh, which was supposed to be on Monday, well, I guess maybe the Beasleys became Jewish on Monday. It was Yom Kippur, you know? Of course, I don't know what excuse that makes for Tuesday. But nevertheless, yesterday was Wednesday, last time I checked. And people that were supposed to get their direct deposit on Monday, some of them, a whole bunch of them, didn't get it until yesterday. You don't think that's because uh, we couldn't cover those checks, do you? Uh-huh. You don't think that's because we're uh, poor mouth, even with all these millions and millions that are pouring through this place and all the spots we keep uh, bombarding you with? You think that might be it because uh, all that money's going to Wayne uh, and John Henry? Uh-huh. Oh, like I always tell you? This is, you know what it's like? It's like a man putting a noose around his neck. It's like if you gave somebody a brand new Lamborghini and a million dollars in cash, and instead of like having a good time, he just put a noose around his neck. That's what this man has done here. You know Greg Reed, the guy that Joe Rose was sucking up to this morning? Nine minutes after 10 at 560 WQM. Joseph, the Lord even loves Neil Rogers. Avocado. I love you in guacamole. Whenever I'm lonely, my heart you will mend. If you're a hard one, you know that I'll make you tender. I don't know your gender, but you're my little friend. Well, ever since life won me to die, I love to you're green and slimy, and I love you so. Like star-crossed lovers, we pull the covers when I show the lights. You're the closest thing to Georgia that I know. <laughs> Avocado, you understand. And my problemos, you don't mark me the way most of the vegetables would. And it's my one that Oh, yeah, Lord knows I adore her. 
And don't come up with any of those corny old lines about, like, what do you get when you cross a vegetable with a fruit and, like, you know, Truman Capote? 1015 at 560 WQM. Now, uh, George tells me that the caller on line one is probably that asshole Andy from Hollywood. So if you hear, like, uh, that we've hit the dump button in here and you don't hear a voice, it'll probably be because it's Andy in Hollywood. Here's Hollywood. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes? Uh, over at the stadium there. Do they have Steve Steve over this, there? This isn't Andy from Hollywood. Hello? Yes. Yeah. Uh, How disappointing. Hello? Let me say it again. Hello? Neil. Yes. Yeah, I'm over at the stadium now. Yeah. And I'm wondering where the... What are, you, what are you doing over at the stadium at 10 o'clock in the morning? I'm getting tickets. Tickets for what? Dolphins. Oh, do- oh Dolphins. I thought you were going to a Marlin game. You scared the hell out of me. No, and I'm wondering where the Steve's Pizza concession is in there. What's Steve's Pizza? In the in the Orange Bowl. Who there. said... Who said... In the Orange Bowl? I'm sorry, the Joe Rivey Stadium. Where's the Steve's Pizza concession? Who said there was one? Oh, this must be the guy that called with the complaints about Steve's Pizza that day. Is that who this is? No. Oh, okay. What makes you think there's a Steve's Pizza in there? I'm the guy that called you a couple of days ago. Yeah. About wondering when the hurricane forecasters are going to be up there with their army hats instead of their pencils. Yeah. Trying to get that hurricane out of the air. Yeah. And? I don't know. I would... You, I'd like and to you, have still haven't, you still haven't taken the cure. You're still acting like an asshole. Is that it? I'm not acting like an asshole. Then what are you? What are you talking about? What words are coming out of your puss? We only, you know, something. I, I hate to say this, but I wish it would have been Andy from Hollywood, because then I could have just dumped it. I mean, did that guy have anything coherent to say? No. But of course, he's over at the ballpark buying tickets for some ball game. No spy reports on the Humper yesterday. Well, I told you there's no crossover on this radio station with any of the sports shows, which uh, I'm beginning to believe is 100% accurate. No crossover. None. Because I would feel really, I'm sure that Hank didn't uh, kiss his, <laughs> he didn't do like a rim job on John. That, was funny. that would be bad to find that out. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Another good reason to tune in to 1700 the pain at 1230. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Howdy, Kong. Okay, thank you. Yeah, there you go. That must have been, uh, was that Orlando, uh, more testes? Is that who that was? Uh-huh. I think so. And by the way, I did tune into 1700 uh, Waffen, uh, was it yesterday, during a, one of Hank's 10 minute commercial breaks? And bad, are they, bad would be a compliment for them. They're an embarrassment. You talk about a sports bar with a microphone, a bunch of, it sounds like a goddamn, uh, one of those fraternities we were talking about with a microphone. Sound like they're playing a little grab ass. I think Jim Berry was the pivot man. I mean, just a lot of incoherent crap. Oh, how about those Haitians, by the way? Unruly ending at Lockhart. See, this goes with the territory. If there's a soccer game, there's got to be some kind of a brawl, or at least some kind of aberrant behavior, because the game itself, as we all know, is so goddamn boring, nobody with a brain would go pay to go see a soccer game. It was supposed to be a friendly. And what, who, is there any other sport in the world where they call a, a game, a match, a competition, a friendly? No. No. But this was a friendly between the Fusion and the Haitian national team Wednesday night at Lockhart Stadium with 30 minutes and 25 seconds left in the match and the Fusion leading one nothing. It was anything but friendly. 
Referee Greg Watson angered the crowd of 12,400 partisan Haitian fans by waving off an apparent Haitian goal by Eddie Caesar and his brother Julius. The reaction that ensued turned into frenzy as fans. I wonder if he's related to, uh, what's his name? Flavio. The reaction that ensued turned into frenzy as fans began throwing plastic water bottles and garbage cans onto the field. The referees quickly exited the field, as did the players. They got the hell out of there. And then, of course, the referee, being very dumb, got on the bus and uh, apologized. There was only one arrest for disorderly conduct and no injuries. Dan, that's no fun. If you're going to have a soccer brawl, you've got to have at least uh, 20 or 30 arrests minimum and a couple of people get killed anyway. Right? But, of course, you know those Haitians, man. Yeah, let's talk about the Haitians today for a couple hours. That sounds like a real good idea to me. 5670560, oh, pound 560. Let's talk about these amazing things. Number one, called like garbage cans. Number two, called soap. All these tremendous things that would be fantastic to introduce like in Little Haiti. God. Might make us all get along a hell of a lot better. Here's uh, Pompano. Hello. Hey, good morning, Neil. How yes, you doing? Yes, sir. Great. Uh, real quick, I don't want to get anybody in trouble, but the Humper, let, let's just put it this way, it was about the same interview as the Bud Steelick interview. When he went, hey, listen, uh, I'm going to slam him, and nothing happens. And he sucked up? Uh, it was a Hoover. Oh, no. It was a Hoover. Um, so so to the point that uh, John ended it says, uh, let's have dinner or something like that. Oh, no. Another suck-up job? Have a good day, bud. Oh, my God. I'm so goddamn depressed I could blow my brains out now. <laughs> Another one of these classic suck-up jobs. Oh, what a nice guy he is. I, I don't understand that. Why, do, why does so much of that go on in this radio station? You know, I mean, it's easy to rip somebody behind their back, but like, uh, you know, to their face when you got them right there in front of you. Like uh, like the day that what Mark Benson called in on his show and I ripped him an ass. Remember when he was trying to suck up for the old Henry Barrow show? Oh, how's Henry doing by the oh. way? Oh, still drinking that wine, I guess. I mean, I just don't understand that anybody can do that. Why not just say, you know, John Henry, you're an asshole, and we uh, resent the fact that you're taking up all of our broadcast daytime here. And, I mean, not only is he taking up a lot of this prime time with these awful daytime games, which nobody is going to, but. He, so that compounds the problem. He's also chewing out big chunks of airtime, so we're losing all the revenue in there and having to move around the spots and take out the spots and God knows what do what with the spots. So we're losing that money, plus all the money that we have to pay him for the goddamn broadcast, right? Plus that lawsuit that's going on in court back and forth and forth and back, and who knows what's going to happen with that because they put a minor league team on the field last year and expected this radio station to pay like major league broadcast rights for a minor league ball club that lost 104 games, 108 games, I'm sorry. Wow. Terrifying to think. I, I don't believe it. Do you Do you believe that Hank would suck up to John Henry? Uh-huh. No, you don't. Here's Davey. Hello. Hey, go on vacation. We want George back. Okay, thanks. Uh, hey, go on vacation. We want George back. Okay, thanks. By the way, get the clothespin and stick it in your... Rectum. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, Yeah, I caught the beginning of the Hank conversation that he had with... Um... With uh, John Henry, yeah, he started off pretty strong. And uh, John Henry asked him, uh, "When are we going to have dinner?" And uh, Hank said, "No, I'm, I'm really too busy. I'm too busy with football right now to be dealing with that." Mm -hmm. And then he asked. Uh, John said that he wanted to start the conversation by getting some support for a new stadium. And, and Hank answered, "Well, you're not going to get it here." Really? Yeah, I was like, "See, one that's of the, the first Hank things. that I know." There you go. That sounds a lot stronger to me. But then he started getting a little wishy-washy. Oh, no. Well, why don't you do what they did in San Francisco and? John started with a whole song and a dance, and then it, uh, it went downhill from there. So in other words, you caved in? Is that way? I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it sounds to me like maybe he caved in a little bit. 
A little bit, yeah. He started he started off strong, but uh, got a little wussy there at the end. I must be crazy. I must be nuts. Yeah. <laughs> so so but, when are they going to dinner? Yeah, I, I don't know. I'd like to know. Okay, thanks. Thanks. Okay, there's another version of the same story. So let's see. So far we've discovered they want George back and for me to go on vacation, which sounds very good. I'm going to start. I'm going to practice on vacation at 1230 this afternoon, by the way. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. And by the way, speaking of the wireless line and the mobile callers, uh, this is another part of the situation here at QIM. And we discovered that, uh, like I talked about yesterday, a lot of the mobile one people have vanished because they can't call us toll free anymore. And certainly, nobody in their right mind is going to call us and pay for it on their own dime on a mobile, which I understand. So if I if if you're one of those people that had mobile one through Bell South, which those people have all uh, had their service uh, chopped off. I'd call up Mobile One and say, hey, just switch me over to AT&T. Then you'll be able to use our AT&T lines and call us whenever the hell you want. And that's about, I think, as far as I know, that's about the only way you're going to get back into that uh, deal for the moment. Because, as you know, Bell South hates me like poison and even pulled our uh, toll-free line over at IOD. Because their agency people or whoever it was somewhere in their organization, they allow their personal feelings to get in the way of doing business. Which is very bad business and very stupid, but that's obviously the reason that we're not too crazy about the people at Bell South. Unless, of course, maybe we got some new people. Do you think so? No. Some new, more broader-minded? No. No. Here's a mobile in Miramar. Hello. Hey, Neil. How's it going? Pretty good, sir. Last caller was right. I, I would say that uh, he wasn't adversarial. That's for sure. Right. But uh, I wouldn't say sucked up either. I mean, uh, he uh, told Henry, he told John Henry that he, went, he wasn't going to get support on this show, you know? Mm-hmm. Good. And then he started, hey, uh, giving, he started giving him, I guess, examples of how they're doing it out in San Francisco and whatnot. Yeah, San Diego, I guess it's San Diego. Yeah, and um, and you know Henry, I, you know Henry started with the the babble, and you know I mean it was it was pure crap, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, what could what could the humper say? In other words, he's not going to really thrash John Henry on the show. I, I wouldn't think he would do that. I mean, I think he did an okay job. Okay, I feel much better now. Yeah, I, you know he's still uh, you know. He's still okay. He's still got at least one one descended testicle in him. Absolutely. Okay, thanks. Take it easy. Okay, there's the good news, okay? That's good. I feel better because the way I heard uh, Hank talking here, like, oh, yeah, he's just too nice of a guy. You know, I, I don't think he's a nice guy at all. I think he's just uh, a, a wolf in sheep's clothing is what I think he is. I think he's a putz having seen his performance on television, having seen him on the front page of both major newspapers yesterday, standing there like some kind of a uh, goofball. I mean, a putz, I think, is exactly the word to describe what I think of John Henry. In addition to which, I don't understand this business of owners calling this radio station. This this is like a disease. Remember the days when Wayne, when we were at IOD and Wayne was calling this place and giving them instructions, and the day that had to come on a year and take over for a few minutes because uh, Hank was on the phone with Wayne, who was calling from the plane, the Wayne in the plane, giving Hank instructions about don't say this and don't do that. That was also right around the same time when Wayne ran in the broadcast booth the first game after he bought the team. And told Mandich, you better get your effing uh, facts right and papa, you know, and uh, went on that tirade. And Mandich said, yes! 26 after 10 at 560 WQAM. Nick- I must be crazy. I must be nuts. In the forest, the quiet forest, the wabbit sweeps tonight. Alright! I sneak wide up, I get him tied up beneath the pale moon white. 
My gun is ready, my hand is steady, I've got him in my sight. Don't wanna kill him, just wanna dwell him. I hope he's nice and tight as I weem away, 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 I weem away. I weem away, 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 I weem away. I wipe my dipstick upon his whipstick and thank him for the dance. But he's no weighty, he's white net baby in the reverence. As I weem away, 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 I weem away. I weem away, 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 I weem away. That's what I call splitting hairs. What's up, Dad? Uh, what's up? I love muscle. Ten thirty-two at five sixty WQM. So anyway, uh, George, our good friend from Mobile One, just called your good friend from uh, Mobile One, not mine, because I don't see. I don't get to speak to anybody. Nobody sends me a letter. Nobody explains nothing to me. You're always the pimp. You're the intermediary, and tells us that, that number one, they don't owe all that money to a Bell South, and that was uh, a lie that somebody fabricated and passed on to me. And number two, that eighty percent of their customers stayed with them, and that they've all been transferred over to AT and T. Is what he said. So I guess we don't have a problem, right? That uh, uh-huh. the case. That's what he said. I'm just passing along what he said. Do we believe what he said? Of course. Good guy. Bible verse shows that God can hate people. Here's one of the classic letters to the editor ever written in this morning's uh, Sun Sentinel, and it comes from Margie J. Phelps in Topeka, Kansas. Now you know who that is. You know, Fred Phelps in Topeka, Kansas, the one that shows up at the funerals of everybody who dies from AIDS, or Matthew Shepard and anybody else who might have been a fag. Margie Phelps, sounds very familiar, from Topeka, Kansas, writes this really, really unbelievably sick letter. And, of course, they don't bother identifying her in the sun. You know, like usually when somebody writes a letter to an editor who's a well-known person to any newspaper, at the, at the, after they sign their name, the paper will put in parentheses, so-and-so is some asshole, who, whoever they are, you know. Not identified, and just... And, and when you listen to this, it's just, it's amazing. It'll show you how twisted and sick these people are. On September 3rd, a young man's letter, God Doesn't Hate, claimed God does not hate homosexuals. What a shock that the Phelps would be writing about something like that. He says God hates the sin, not the sinner. He also says before writing a letter, make sure you have your facts straight, good advice, which he failed to follow. The fact is that God hates people, not disembodied sins. And the fact is that this is the person, not disembodied sins, who burns in hell for eternity. It'd be the person. Do you suppose the millions who died in the flood believed that God loved them but hated their sins as they drew their last gasping breaths? Since the lad spoke of God, we can assume he believes in God, heaven, hell, and eternity, and uses the Bible as his source text. The fact is that these words are found in the Bible. When Rebecca also had conceived for the children, being not yet born, neither having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God according to election might stand, not of works, but of him that calleth, it was said unto her, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. Romans 9, 10 through 13. These words are plain. God hated Esau, the person, before Esau had been born to have done any sin. He wasn't even born yet, and God hated him already. <laughs> 
There are not enough words by misguided children or the false prophets who lie to them to wash away that simple message. If a person dies in an unrepented state as a practicing homosexual, that person will awake in hell. That's the facts, ma'am. Nothing but the facts. There's a beautiful, a lovely letter to the editor in the Sun Sentinel this morning from Margie J. Phelps in Topeka, Kansas. And there's that loving God who hates people. And you know something? She does make sense. Because if that God did exist, if all these bubblemices were true, then that would explain why God sent the locust and the flood and does all of these horrible things and doesn't intervene when innocent kids and people are getting shot because he hates people. Maybe he hates all these kids that are getting shot in school and, and church and wherever else. If there's anybody besides the Phelpses out in Kansas sick enough to believe that that's the kind of God that's up there who hates people even before they're born. I love it. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Delray Beach. Hello. Hey Neil, how are you? Okay, sir. Uh, you know this Justice Department thing. I thought that we already got done suing the tobacco companies and that the states were uh, working it out and that the federal government took their cut. You're forgetting that Carpenter song, man. We've only just begun. You know what? These people. I they filed a sweeping, a sweeping civil lawsuit against the nation's largest tobacco companies yesterday, seeking to recover much of the twenty billion dollars the federal government says it spends each year to treat smoking-related illnesses. And they also want the cigarette makers to give up profits that were ill-gotten through what it says were efforts to conceal the dangers of smoking that go back to the fifties. As if, as if we haven't had how many years have we had that warning on the uh, the Surgeon General thing? Yeah, you know what? Since before Yushki was a baby, I think. And you know, actually, they've proven, and they, when the Florida lawsuit went down, they proved that if you die from cigarette-related illness, you actually save the government money because you don't collect your Social Security. There you go. It's actually, smokers actually say... As a matter of fact, instead of, instead of not giving us the tax cuts, if they want to save Social Security, instead of taking the budget surplus and sticking it in there, why don't they just encourage people to smoke a lot more, and then there'll yeah. be a lot of money for all the rest of us in Social Security who don't smoke those faggots. Well, because the lawyer, the pirate ship of lawyers that uh, the, the, the chief uh, buccaneer is running our country now, they can't make any money on that deal if we did it like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could also just raise the taxes. Or, you know, some of these big, bad, butch Democrat governors in some of these states could make tobacco illegal. Let's see what happens. Oh, yeah, like the Democrats Carolinas, are at, that would be good. Well, let's see if the Democrats make it illegal. You know, and these are the same people you want to entrust in taking away my guns. And once they take away our, our guns... Oh, oh and now, we're back, now we're back to it's a Republican against Democratic thing again, is that it? No, it's not. It, the Republicans suck. They're like a team that you used to love but you can't stand room for them anymore because they can't get out of their own way. But the Democrats are like, they're evil. Okay, they're evil. Yeah, they're evil. Okay, thank, thank you, sir. The, just remember you heard that here first, okay? The Democrats are evil because they want to take away his guns. I think he's got an excellent point there. Okay, we got one call on the board. We got uh, less than two hours to kill here until 1230, which I thought would be a piece of cake today, but obviously not. Five six seven oh five sixty pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line, 22 till 11 at QAM. Those evil Democrats, that's what it is. See, the Republicans suck, but it's the Democrats who are evil. And don't ever forget that. Because we want to take away his peace. Embarrassment. What a joke. Pumping dum-dum bullets through a hot 44 that my brother brought back from the Vietnam War. Last thing that it told me was you better shoot straight. Guns made America great. (laughs) 
a semi-automatic with an infrared scope can come in mighty handy when it's getting hard to cope. When the neighbors start complaining and the hours getting late, tell them guns made America great. Guns made America big and strong. No one's left to save us. John Wayne's gone. Everybody's picking on the NRA. Tell them guns made America great. All right. Pistols, the rate of crime would drop, and he could all sleep easier. No need for the cops, so let's get armed and dangerous before it's too late. Guns made America great. Guns made America big and strong. No one left to save us. John Wayne's gone. Everybody's picking on the NRA. Tell them guns made America great. Guns made America brave. Ten forty-four, five sixty, WQM. We're on our way to the Marlin pregame at twelve thirty today, and obviously having a tremendous impact on us here. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. We don't have a single call on the board here this morning. Very depressing. Are we on the air, by the way? No. We're we just uh, conserving on the electricity. Yeah, this guy really sends me, you know, the same simplistic mentality. Oh, the Republicans suck, but your Democrats want to take away my guns. So, in other words, basically, I guess we have no Republicans in favor of gun control, is what this guy is saying. It's another Democrats, a commie, liberal, pinko plot to take away his guns. Man, you're, you're pathetic. You're tragic. You're so sad. Don't you understand? They're all basically the same. They're all grave robbers. They're all taking our money and just flushing it down the turlet. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Let's replay some of last night's Marlin game. Come on, oh. what do you say? Let's take a poll. How many people would like to replay some of the highlights from last night's game? I think that Joe and uh, Dave may have actually spoken to each other once during the game, although I doubt it. Here's a mobile in Miami Beach. Hello. Uh, hi, Neil. How are you? Good morning. Okay, sir. Um, I just wanted to, uh, I had a phone call this morning that I made just to the local government here in uh, Miami. I know you've been talking about the uh, sports stuff. Um, my daughter ice skates, and I called up a local skating rink here run by the city of Miami Beach this morning, and they said they have open skating, but only for children because adults are dangerous to come into the building. Yeah. I just, yeah, it's just the local government, the way they, they look at things, children... Uh, you know, we were talking about the schools and this and that. No protection. But when it comes to schools and this, they, they, you know, they don't know where they're coming. You know, we're all dangerous and we're all terrible. And uh, well, based on this call, I would tend to agree. I think she had a good point. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. All right, Neil. I was at the game last night. Uh huh. And uh, there were no highlights. First of all. Uh, it's our first Marlin game. Well, I got news for you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have, uh, we're gonna get the tape on. We're gonna replay, uh, we're gonna have another doubleheader today in just a minute here because there's no response. <laughs> Audience is dead as a doornail here today. But, but there definitely were more than 1,200 people. There's at least 5,000 people there. The parking lot was packed. Yeah. Yeah, and people were leaving at the top of the eighth, and all the action was in the bottom of the eighth. They mm-hmm. missed everything. All those people that left. Okay, glad you had a good time. Thanks Tom. a lot. I'm glad that right. uh, your imagination, well, those mushrooms will do it to you every time. We started out with about uh, 900 people, and it got to be 1,200. Now it's up to 5,000. I bet you they had like 70,000 people there last night. 
they just kind of showed up late. Maybe a lot of them left early, and so you didn't, you know, they weren't all there at the same time. I bet there was 150,000 people in that goddamn PP Park last night for that ball game, Montreal and the uh, Marlins. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. The uh, the NFL ticket that's on the satellite is that only on Directv? What do you mean by that? Is that the only place you can get the NFL ticket? Is Directv? I haven't got any idea because that's. Uh, well, you, you said you, you had it. it. You can get it on the Big Dish. Oh, you can. Yes. Oh, okay. I thought I heard you made a comment the other day that you know I I got direct. I I, I, I think you can still get it on the big dish. I don't I don't know because I have I have it on Direct TV. So why should I? Right, you have it on the little dish. Right, right. Because I I know I I heard you comment and I was curious as to whether you get it on any other provider. Well, do you have a big dish? No, I don't. I don't have anything. So then, what difference does it make? Well, I, I was think. Uh, well, I, I I was. You you don't want a big dish here. They're becoming obsolete by the second. Believe me, you don't want a big dish. Get you the Direct TV. Trust me. Direct TV. Yeah. All right. Not, Believe not, me. All right. Okay. I'm telling you. I mean, you're asking, and I'm telling you that, that you'll get everything you want. Okay. And I assume you could provide them with a an address other than the one where the dish is physically located. No. You cannot. No. Can you tell them that it's on a travel mobile type? Uh, recreational vehicle. In other words, you're trying to scam so you can get the dolphin games that are blacked out? Um, well, any, everything. Everything that you can't get if you're in a, uh, area where they say you're not supposed to get things like the networks and everything. Yeah, you can, you can try that, but a lot, they've, uh, caught out to a lot of people and, uh, you know, blacked them out. Huh. You can try it. All right, Neil. Why, why, why aren't you just satisfied with getting the 85 million channels that are on there right now? You get every goddamn uh, hockey game, every football game, except if the Dolphins are blacked out, which rarely happens. I mean, I, I don't understand. Why is it that everybody's got piracy in their hearts? I, I just don't understand that. It's like back when I had my first satellite dish. Did I have an illegal chip? Uh-huh. Well, okay, but... And when I first got the small dish, did we try that illegal card? Uh-huh. I know I didn't, uh, you know. But why is it that everybody wants to get something for nothing? What's wrong with all this great programming they got on there? We got one right here now. Thank God. Their only contact with the real world is uh, DirecTV. See, there you go. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T. I, I don't believe we're on the air. I really don't. I think that this is just the spillover from yesterday. We can't. This signal that can't possibly be on the air here this morning. Here's a mobile in Jupiter. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. Uh, I just was wondering if you saw the Sun Sentinel today, the ingenious uh, commentary by Kingsley Guy about how we need to emulate Miami-Dade County more in hurricane disaster preparation. Oh, yeah. And we need Mayor Penis. You have to be kidding enough. me. You have, I, the most, Neil, if I would have seen that, I would have called in sick. Do you have the Sun Sentinel there? Yeah. Unbelievable. To read it, we're supposed to emulate, we're supposed to appreciate Mayor Penis's great um, hurricane preparation speeches and all that bull crap. That this is did. on the editorial page? Kingsley Guy. Um, where the hell is this? Oh, here, Kingsley Guy, where's the take-charge leader the county needs? <laughs> Mayor Pinga came across as a take-charge guy, tirelessly looking out for the people of a county that earlier in the decade suffered unparalleled devastation from Hurricane Andrew. A well-trained public speaker, his blah, 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 he, his appearance left little doubt about why he's chief executive. Oh, what a budget, what a suck-up job this is, you're right. Now I do want to throw up. It's the worst. 
God, I mean, here's a guy who came on here. First of all, as Hank pointed out a few days ago, that this this guy, the people inside downtown, this guy got the information that the, from the Hurricane Center, don't pull out all the stops on the evacuation because we're not going to take a direct hit. It's not going to uh, do a number on Dade County. And he still went ahead and spent all of that money, wasted millions of dollars of taxpayer money. And then on that Tuesday, a week ago Tuesday, he gets on the air 1030 in the morning expressing his dismay and disappointment that people aren't taking it as seriously. And they're still evacuating people while the goddamn sun is shining and the, the goddamn eye of the storm was parallel with Lake Okeechobee. And this guy's on the air giving her, trying to try to play the hero. And Kingsley Guy gets sucked into it. What a jackass. Well, you what a another classic example of what kind of horse crap newspapers we got in this town. Yeah, but Eileen Lieberman wasn't hysterical enough for Kingsley Guy. You yeah. understand? Thank God. The other thing. Thank is, God we live in Broward, baby. Oh, Everybody who lives in Broward, let's hear it. Thank God we live in Broward. Oh, Thank God we're a country goy. Oh, and the other thing is. Oh my God! I, I just I want to vomit. I want to get on I my hands and knees and puke. Off, I want to take my hat off to Howard Finkelstein. Yeah. For challenging. Yeah, Ken Jennings. I saw that. That was beautiful. Yeah, Buddy Nevins probably wasn't too happy about it, but you know, wrote uh, it anyway. Please. Okay, thanks, Neil. Thanks for the uh, good news, sir. There you go. Thank God for him, because I usually wouldn't read King, Kingsley Guy. How's it going, Guy? Ooh, man. Just the first three or four paragraphs of that are enough to make you vomit for, for weeks. Do a, do a Karen Carpenter routine. Just puke every meal you've ever had in your life and start all over again. He's a take charge guy, and everybody knows he. Everybody's laughing their ass off at him. Okay, everybody knows that he's an asshole. Even the goddamn Cubans that he's pandering to, that he thinks he can stake his political future on, because he's got a numbers game going for him in Dade County. They hate him like poison. They know what a phony little medicone he is. Okay, he's not fooling anybody. Bugaron, man. What a stupid little pajarito he is getting up there on a goddamn TV. Oh, well, listen, we're very distressed. You're not taking this seriously enough. You're not paying attention to me. Look at me. Look at me. With goddamn Merit Stierheim and Juan Medietta standing there behind him doing the Macarena. What a freaking joke. Yeah, that's just what we need in Broward. Not is an asshole like him. What we need in Dade and Broward is a real newspaper in each county, which we have neither one, by the way. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's a mobile in West Palm. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Neil. Yes, I am. <laughs> Neil, I spoke with you a few years ago when you uh, the first day you were on over in St. Petersburg. I called from Okeechobee. Yes, sir. And uh, I was listening to your show. I'm, I'm in the West Palm Beach area right now, mm -hmm. and you were talking about the cigarette issue. I uh, I'd like to know why the government suing the tobacco company when the government makes more money off of cigarettes than the tobacco company does with their uh, taxes. Exactly. How how come the government's got the, uh, the all of a sudden their conscience goes right out the window when it comes to accepting that tax money? That's exactly right. And the next person who sues the tobacco company as an individual ought to sue the government too because they actually do make more money per pack of cigarettes. Exactly. Than they... And let me say it again: the tobacco companies have been subsidized. The tobacco growers have been subsidized by the government since Jesus was a baby. And then they got the nerve to talk around and say, "Oh, well, you're you're using deceptive practices to con people and hook them on the habit." How about? Let me say it again. How about far more millions of people who are dying from heart disease and diabetes and all the other illnesses from all the sugar and the food products on the market out there? I don't see the government doing anything about them or taking them to court. Well, that's next, probably. I hope not, but uh, that probably is. Anyway, whatever, ha whatever happened to freedom of choice, by the way? Whatever happened to the notion that you can pick your own poison? Give people the information and let them pick their own goddamn poison. If they want to smoke and get lung cancer, that's up to them. 
Yeah, I, I have a friend that uh, that he says that when he dies, he wants to make sure he dies unhealthy because he wants to make sure he had a good time in life. There you go. Amen. Okay. Thanks. All right, bye. Although that's syphilis, man, not good. Five six seven oh five six. That's what they tell me around here. And pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Stop with the goddamn Nazis in this country. We got the tobacco police. We got the cross the street police. We got the swinger police. We got the uh, every kind of police. Because it's a police state, like I've told you. And certainly the goddamn wicked weed police. Yeah, oh, man. The wicked weed police. And they get on there again with, the, you know, these stern looks on their face. All these hypocritical assholes, which that's the best thing that ever came out of the goddamn, that we had to go through 18 months of that penis gate, that Monica gate, was you saw what a bunch of hypocrites we got up there, whether it's Dan Burton, whether it's that goddamn Livingston from uh, uh, Mississippi, wherever the hell, that redneck Yahoo philanderer. They're all a bunch of hypocrites. Anybody remember Larry Smith, by the way? Uh-huh. There's another one. Don't do this. Don't do that. But guns, that's good, though. See, that that first guy that called, what's he worried about? Everybody in America loves guns. That's the American effing way, man. Old blind dog, hanging Johnny, fishing rod, tally whacker, pocket rocket, one-eyed trouser trout. All right. Ding dong, ankles, tanker, pork, sword, engine tanker, Harry hunt or Davy Crockett, let them all hang out. Yeah. Wang, Wazoo, Weenie, Whacker, Pecker, Peepy, Kidney, Cracker, Heat, Seeking, Moisture, Missile, Giggle, Stick, Love, Whistle, Tube, Steak, Uncle Dick, This is getting really sick, I'm not through, There's one more, Purple Helmet Warrior! Thanks for Janet, tell ya, You know the girls think of them, And you gotta love them, Thanks for Janet, tell ya, there's always something silly about little Willie. Good things for Chad and Kelly. You know the girls think of them and you got to love them. It's a lot of those who at 560 WTM. Boy, I'll tell you, we're only an hour and 28 minutes to go. You can feel that you can cut it with a butter knife. You can cut it with your little toe, the tension that's building for that pregame show. That, of course, is the tension between Joe Angel and Dave O'Brien we're talking about, not because of the game. Pregame at 1230 with the Bookster. We got the ball game at 1 o'clock this afternoon. I guess they probably got the books are sitting in between the two of them now. Here's Hialeah. Hello. Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, how you doing? Keeps them very far apart. Uh, no, the guy that called a little while ago saying that there were 5,000 people at, this, at the game. Yeah. I was there yesterday, and the reason I went was because they gave me the tickets to my son. Mm-hmm. And with a parking pass, I got there the second inning, and they weren't even charging to park. They told me to park wherever I wanted to. Yeah. And went in there, and there must have been at most 500, no 5,000. <laughs> I mean, that guy's full of shot. Uh-huh. So that's all I want to say. Keep up the good work. Okay, you know? thanks. Well, you can tell that was a shield. You know, he's probably on a payroll or something. Oh, yeah, the parking lot was jammed. There were at least 5,000 people there. <laughs> First of all, if there were 5,000 people there, like an average of two uh, people in a car, that's 2,500 cars. You ever see what the parking lot look, would look like with 2,500 cars at PP Park? Can you imagine it? Like a ghost town? Kind of like our phone this morning. 
Five six seven oh five. Well, they were all lit up there before that break, but they just will not hang on during these insufferable long breaks. I figured it out. It's kind of like we do four five-minute newscasts an hour on it on this station, and we're like uh, pikers compared to the other shows. I don't know how they keep any audience at all on those shows, except of course it's the desperate sports nerds who will listen through anything. It's amazing. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Loxahatchee. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Peter, how you doing? Okay, Peter. I got a couple quick comments. I wasn't at the game, but when you talk about attendance, I was at a uh, Powder Puff football game last night for Pope John Paul High School in Boca, and there had to be 3,000 people there watching some girls' grades playing some football against each other. It was uh-huh. packed. Right. Second and they, they had 12,400 Haitians there at that uh, near-riot uh, fusion Haitian game. Oh, yeah. They were just killing each other over there. Right. 12,400. <laughs> The other thing is, I heard some of the uh, John Henry interview with Hank, Right. and uh, Hank did start out real good, but Hank's kind of like a uh, sports tout. You know, he's picking Dolphins for half and the Raiders for the other half. By the end, he was, you know, kind of thinking what kind of restaurant he was going to go to. Mm-hmm. And the third comment was, <laughs> you know, George only got good when he started doing these swingers shows that got everybody attracted to do with sex. Otherwise than that, everybody was begging and waiting for you to come back. And that's all the comments I wanted to make. Okay. I was talking about the guy before that said the punk that called, I'll put George on, go on vacation. I got news for you. You're listening today, even though you know George ain't doing the show today, and you'll be listening every other goddamn day, whether I'm here, whether George is here. You're glued to it, okay? You're stuck to it. It's a part of your life. It's as ingrained deep inside your your hemorrhoids. So don't give us a song and a dance, you know. And, and of course, like you like you, you said, when you're on, you get a, that segment out. Oh, when the hell's Neil coming back? You suck. And then when I come back from vacation, oh, put George back on. It's always that way in this town. They don't know what the hell they want. They don't know what they like. The minute that Phil left town, oh, gee, he was so great. And, by the way, Phil Henry's uh, syndication starts in six days. Have we read or heard any more about him being on the air here? No. Has Tom Jicka written a word about it? No. No. I'm going to tell you, Tom, you're pathetic. You really are. Every day with his big articles about network. I realize that network TV has got a lot more people watching than the radio shows, but for crying out loud, it's part of what's going on in the media in this town, and there's no coverage, none. None. Zero. It's like we don't even exist. And like I said, probably somebody repoed his goddamn radio, just like Dr. Mark. You know, have all those bad gambling debts. That's what happens when you start hanging around too much with Eddie Kay. Five six seven oh five sixty pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's Fort Myers. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. So Fred Phelps' wife, huh? I, I don't get the I don't get the paper. I'm in Fort Myers, so I didn't get a chance to read yeah, those. Yeah, Margie J. Phelps from Kansas. You know, Topeka, I gotta Kansas. tell you, I gotta tell you, I can't get away from her. That insufferable bastard of a husband of hers. I used to live in Kansas City, Missouri. I lived there for six years before I moved down here to uh, whatever it was I moved to. But That's I gotta nice. tell you, I gotta tell you. I, a very dear friend of mine passed away while I was there, and I went to his funeral. He happened to be a homosexual, and you'll never guess who showed up at his funeral. Fred Phelps. Oh, my God. What an asshole. Mm -hmm. And and I apologize, but the guy is just a racist. He's an asshole. Asshole. And and what kills me is, what just absolutely slays me is that here we are in wonderful, free America. Everybody's supposed to be so free and everything. But we put up with idiots like this going to people's funerals. Yeah. Interrupting a very private moment between this person's family and friends. Right, spreading spreading the most vile spreading hatred hate. imaginable. Pure, nasty, disgusting 
hatred. And then his, oh. wife, then his wife sends this sick, twisted letter to the uh, editor. I mean, let's face it, newspapers, just because of the lack of space, certainly don't publish every letter that's written to them. What was that in? Was that in the, the This was in the Scum Sentinel. I, I got to go get one just, just to burn it. But I, I just got to tell you, it's just he, he, is like, he is like a cancer on the planet. He just pisses me off beyond belief. Yeah. And, uh, I'm almost out of material. George does a great job. I really appreciate you guys, and keep it up. Thanks. Have a good one. There's a guy in Fort Myers on his own dime. How do you like that? We don't have too many of those. We got a lot of cheap people out there. That's why we don't get any, uh, you know, long distance calls. Well, the cheap people are on the inside here. Not so much that they're cheap. Well, yes, they are. But over and above that, they just don't have the money because we got to pay all the big bucks out to you know who. Very sad. I keep mentioning that because it happens to be true. It's a fact of life. And there are a lot of people, a lot of good people around here, a lot of decent people. Some of them don't do all that much, like our program director. But nevertheless, he's not a bad guy, and he's waiting for his bonus too because, uh, well, you know. He ain't going to say anything. He's not going to open up a big mouth because all that money first has got to go to John Henry and it's got to go to Wayne. And then some of these guys have got the chutzpah to call this radio station looking for more, uh, you know, to use us as a conduit to try to, well, you know, be cheerleaders. Ain't going to happen, John, unless you buy Hank a really good meal. This motherfucking place is just a fucking joke. Exactly. Eight, so what do you really think, Hank? Eight minutes after 11 at 560 WQM. And by the way, since Hank did have Bluff go to the bank and deposit whatever, however that thing worked, I wonder if his bonus was in there for that uh, spring rating book, since he had a pretty good book. If he had a bonus coming, do you think his bonus was? No. Oh. Hey, hi. Know that the Lord even loves Neil Rogers. Hi, Felicia. Gee, I love your dress, and your hair looks so shiny and manageable. Are you still shampooing with head and shoulders? <laughs> Gosh, Chick, I stopped using head and shoulders a long time ago. I mean, honestly, who grows hair on their shoulders anyway? <laughs> yeah, right. So what are you using now? Well, it's like head and shoulders, only without all those additives. It's just called head. Let's tell them about it, girls. If you're tired of your old shampoo, and your hair and blue. Wow, where can I get head? Lots of places, Chick. You can stop by my place later, and I'll be happy to give you some head. In 15 minutes, I'll have you shampooed, styled, and blown dry. Gee, you don't miss a lick, do you? Head sounds great, but is it expensive? Not at all, Chick. My brother says there are places downtown where you can get head for less than $10. Golly, at that price, everyone should be getting head. That's right, Chick. When you say head, you set a mouthful. Hi, I'm Dr. Raymond Filati from Freedom All Industries. Here to tell you why you should get head. First, it lubricates each lymph hair follicle, leaving an erect, glistening shaft. Then the scalp's natural oils are sucked out of the root, leaving your hair soft, shiny, and exhausted. Nothing does the job like head. Great! Can I get head from my hairdresser, Bruce? Probably, but you might want to try your girlfriend first. <laughs> Go out and get some head today. Want hair with lots of volume? Nothing gets it up like head. Available at a price you won't find hard to swallow. And it's going down every day. Connie, we're out of shampoo. Can you go out and get some head? What did you say? I said I want you to go out and get head. Oh, thank you, sweet Jesus. I'm going down, down. And head makes a great holiday gift. Last Christmas, my wife gave me some head. 
Then I gave her a pearl necklace. I've never seen her so choked up. My girlfriend used to give me head, and then we got married. Now I'm lucky if I get Jurgen's lotion and a National Geographic. <laughs> Head shampoo. Come on, give it a shot. My hair looks great. <laughs> Use a nap. It's 11:16 at 5:60 WQM. You know, it's interesting that I read a letter from uh, Marge Pelps, that the bitch, and uh, none of the God people ever explained that to us about you know that quote, and about the fact that God hates people and God hated Esau even before he was born. What kind of crazy people would have written something like that? And along with all the other stuff that they wrote, and what kind of crazy people would have believed it? Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Plenty of openings here with an hour and thirteen minutes to go. As you can feel the gigantic, the pressure is building, man. The tension. Cut it with your toenail. Here's a mobile in Pompano. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. <clears throat> you know you're always uh, talking about the fact that you don't have an eight hundred number. Yeah. Um. The thought occurred to me that your sales department could provide you one by uh, having a sponsor set up your 800 number, and then every time somebody's on that number, you just identify it by the sponsor's name, and then they constantly get a plug. And if you had like a national long distance service or something like that, all your internet people and everything else like that, it would be. Sure, if we, we there aren't enough hours in the day for us to promote any more sponsors. I mean, we sell. It's like when Wayne, uh, you know, took over, bought the stadium, and he put he sold the foul lines, he sold the chalk lines, he sold the ads on the bases. I mean, you know, we just don't have any place else to stick any more sponsor IDs here. <laughs> well, excuse me, but. Uh, you know, like you, you know, you identified the, you know, the mobile one uh, line, right? Line, so on, so on. Yeah, but not every time we take a phone call. Well, even you know, well, I, first, well, first of all, I mean, every every little punky business in the world has got an eight hundred number. We give them out for our sponsors all the time. But of course, here, rather than have a discussion about it, they go into hiding. They pretend that oh, uh, you know, they, it's too expensive. They know nothing about it because it involves expenditure of dollars, and they don't want to do it for this show, for the radio station. And it will be it will be a tremendous. It's desperately needed, and they won't do it. They refuse. I mean, don't don't your advertisers pay for the mobile service? Well, yeah, when, sure, absolutely. Oh, uh, that's, uh, you know, something along the same line there. It just, it makes, it's just, it's a hard Why can't they just go ahead and do it like any other business and pay for it? I know that's a revolutionary concept. Why can't they just pay for it as a way of this radio station doing something for those of us who are on the air, except trying to squeeze in 55 minutes of spots every hour? Well, I suppose their rationale is is that the local sponsors don't get any bank for their buck out of 800 customers from uh, from other parts of the country. But that's what I was saying. National well, well, what, what do the sponsors get out of what, what does uh, Bell South uh, get out of the, every uh, phone call that we take here? That's not the way a radio station works. Is well, that every time we take a phone call, somebody's got to get some kind of a commercial plug for it? Well, for example, I I chose uh, AT and T as my carrier because uh, because I was able to to talk to you and right. uh, and I just I just it just occurred to me that you know some some of your salespeople you know. Uh, Thought as an opportunity instead of instead of leaving it, uh, 
like, wake up, excuse me. I have this cold that everybody in the world seems to yeah, have. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm holding my breath on our sales department. Okay, thanks, pal. Yeah. Thanks. Good intentions, but is it going to happen? No. No. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello, uh, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, just I wanted to get your opinion on something. Um, the fact that oh, forget the fact that baseball sucks and it's boring and you know everyone hates to watch it. No, no, but, that, uh, that, that is not true. I mean, right now you've got that Atlanta Mets series, which you've had two great games there. I watched the, the entire game two nights ago, and then the track last night, I watched a little bit of that game. It's boring only if you're one of the 8 million teams that has no chance to accomplish anything and nobody's showing up at the ballpark. Yeah, then it's boring. Right, and I probably didn't express myself correctly. Anyway, I meant Marlins, too. Um, the point, uh, I think that if the, if the stadium were in a better location, uh, maybe downtown or maybe somewhere more accessible. Well, why is downtown like a better location? And, and how can it be more accessible than being right off the turnpike? How many ballparks or stadiums in the world can you drive right into right off a major highway? Uh, you're, you're saying that people I, I you're saying that people don't go to it because it's not in a good location. Well, I, I don't. I mean, that's one of the reasons I don't. Go how come there. they go there when the Dolphins are playing there? They have eighty some thousand people there. Because it's once a week. And I think that makes a difference, too. And the baseball, I think if it were in a location like, let's say, the, the Miami Arena, for example, it's accessible by... The Miami you know, Arena? Yeah. You mean the Miami Arena where nobody goes to anymore because nobody wanted to go down there because it's so dangerous and because the area is uh, nothing but a blighted piece of turd? I, I used to go. That's why. I used to go, too, but that doesn't mean I enjoyed going there. We were counting the days down that we didn't have to go there anymore. You're, you're telling me that downtown Miami is a better location than it's a county line? Well, I just I just think that it should be a better location. I mean, the fact that you have to get in your car unless you live right off the turnpike to get in your car and drive a half hour every time there's a baseball game, I mean, I wouldn't do it. Even if I had season tickets, you know what it is to go if I work in court. Well, let me ask you something. How how long would it take all the people in Broward and Palm Beach County if they wanted to go to a, a, a ball game and the stadium is in downtown Miami? It would take an hour to get there. So you're just speaking from a selfish standpoint. That's like right. that's like my saying, thank God that the Macarena is out there by the sawgrass because I happen to live four minutes away. It's great. If you live in Kendall, it's not so great. The fact is, sir, people don't go to sporting events most times because of where the ballpark is located. They go or don't go based on whether or not it's an attractive thing, whether there's any excitement, whether there's any interest. They could stick it right next to my house and I still wouldn't go. I charge for parking, but I still wouldn't go. I mean... That's that's just so lame. It's so pathetic. How could there be a better location than the Dade Broward line, than this ballpark out here? You drive right in off the turnpike. I mean, it, it's a piece of cake. You drive right in. Of course, the parking is grotesquely overpriced, and especially for the Dolphin games, 30 bucks to park your car. You have to be a maniac. You have to be. It's like a holdup. It's like a stick-up to park out there in the, in the goddamn grass and in the mud and the muck. 30 bucks. Seriously, they, we ought to be standing there. I ought to have a bunch of guys with guns. It's a holdup. Give me 30 bucks. And they still do it. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T line. One call on the board. Well, this is, this is, I mean, even the dentists of America have never yanked as many teeth as I have this week. And we had two outstanding, brilliant shows yesterday and Tuesday, by the way. Two of the most important radio shows in the history of the human race, which I've been told by many, by the way even though there are a lot of people out there who are like, oh, gee, you shouldn't have said those things. Too bad. They were all true. I'm, I'm going to leave here right now. I've got an hour and six minutes to go until the Marlin game. I'm going to go out and run naked on the beach with all my buddies. 
Fat Rich, Al Goldstein, Rimmer. Yeah. Jeff Cohen. I'll bring the camcorder. Yeah, bring the camcorder. Bring the cameras along, okay? To hell with that damn, uh, you know, 182 or whatever the hell that group is, that bunch of stiffs that are running around naked. Blink. Blink, yeah, blink. You'd blink a lot, I'll tell you, if we were out there running naked on the beach. Here's a mobile in South Miami. Hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Okay, sir. I, um, I guess you were talking about the show you did yesterday about the fraternity stuff. That was fantastic. I just wanted to mm-hmm. make a comment about that. It was great. And uh, you were even talking about I heard you talk about the baseball stadium and John Henry. Now, that guy, I had a particular uh, sort of business relationship with John Henry at one time. Yeah. And uh, I'm a professional musician. And uh, John Henry likes to get his little hands into everything. He's uh, one of his offices up in Boca Raton. He has a, a million-dollar recording studio up there uh, for this one artist. His name's Scott Reese, this guy from Australia. So he decides now John Henry's going to be a recording guy. And uh, he hires a band, a bunch of us, uh, get a bunch of guys here from the University of Miami, and it's a high-quality music school and uh, professional musicians. And uh, this guy starts by paying us for rehearsals. The guy owes me about $1,000 Yeah. at this point. For, for jobs I've done for him and his artists. And uh, then he wanted to stop paying us for rehearsals because he said he doesn't have any money. And he's telling me this while I'm sitting at his, his uh, we're, we're sitting uh, talking about what's going to go on with this artist. Well, maybe, we, maybe, we could put a, maybe we could impose a tax so that they can raise the money to pay you guys, a musician's oh, tax. That must be crazy. That must be nuts. If anyone pays that guy a dime, I mean, that guy, first of all, John Henry's listening, and uh, John knows who I am. Yeah. John, you can kiss my ass. All right. <laughs> All right. So I, I, I hope no one pays a dime for that guy. I hope that thing never gets built, and I, I hope he dies a slow death. Okay. Neil, take care of yourself. But how do you really feel? Okay, God bless you, sir. We'll pray for you. We'll have Marge and Fred Phelps pray for you, too. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Well, but he's such a nice guy. See, that's what really got me nervous when I heard Hank talking about, you know, the fact John Henry had called in earlier in the show, which I didn't hear that part. And what a nice, he's too nice of a guy. I, I just not buying it. I mean, that, that's the image they're trying to portray. To me, he's a beady-eyed little twerp who sees visions of sugar plums dancing in his head and who's using all of his buddies at the Herald, at the Sun Sentinel, all of these people to prop up the image. Oh, see, it's not Wayne. This is a good guy, and he really likes baseball, see? He's a good guy. Yeah. If he's such a good guy, just like the guy said in the paper yesterday, build your own goddamn stadium, okay? And then maybe somebody will show up if you put a reasonable uh, team on the field and maybe you're competitive and what you're, you know, it's like anything else. If you open up a restaurant and the product you're serving sucks, people aren't going to come back. What a surprise. And by the way, nobody's going to build it for you. You'll have to build your own or rent it. Puts a crap product out there that loses and loses and loses and loses, dumps away everybody that the, uh, that the public gets the least bit interested in. And, oh, gee, I don't understand. I'm standing here. There's only 91 people out here. If we just had a dome, yeah, if we just had a chrome dome. <laughs> Isn't that what Wayne said, too, if I just had a dome? 26 after 11 at 560. It wasn't the dome that bothered him. I think it was the zits. Oh, and then he is a dork. Oh! Listen to me. This is Stan Beinstein for Sofa King. You understand? Where everything is held to the high Sofa King standards. The selection isn't just huge, it's Sofa King huge. Believe me, you'll never shop anywhere else. And Sofa King's prices aren't just low, they're Sofa King low. You'll never find them anywhere else. Listen to me. 
When I say Sofa King has a beautiful store, I mean Sofa King beautiful. When I say the staff is helpful, I mean Sofa King helpful. Listen to me. Get to know the Sofa King and enjoy a selection that's Sofa King huge. A staff that's Sofa King courteous and prices that are Sofa King low. You'll never shop anywhere else. But don't take it from me. Take it from satisfied customer Frank and Stein. Sofa King good. You said it, Frankie. Sofa King good. Mother place is just a f***ing joke. It's 11.32 at 5.60 WQM. We're only 58 minutes away from the Marlin pregame show. Oh. All right. Oh. Here we go. That guy that called that was hallucinating on magic mushrooms before, about the 5,000 people that were there last night, and the parking lot was jammed, and they left too early, and the bottom of the eighth is when all hell broke loose, and everybody had a great time. I thought they lost 5-3. to three. Didn't they lose last night? Uh-huh. Yeah. 5670560, pound to another girls team, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Cooper City. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Neil, how are you? Great. Uh, I heard about those parking fees. Uh, I got something else for you. I took uh, an executive from the food industry. We're having a hot dog. He says, you know, these hot dogs, they cost about two and a half to three cents per hot dog. Yeah. That, that, that uh, was it, two fifty, three bucks a hot dog? And not only that, it's the worst food in the history of the human race. Absolutely. One other thing I want to mention. I was reading the paper today about this uh, my, uh, Miami police commissioner or sh- sheriff, whatever he was, uh, uh, just retired. I think it's $172,000 a year in retirement or $120,000 a year. Yeah. So, who the hell in industry? Uh, nobody that works for a living uh, retires at those kind of numbers. Yeah, yeah, but there's not as much graft in most ordinary jobs. Go get them, Neil. Okay, pal. Yeah, yeah, I always hear Hank screaming, and rightfully so, about the horrendous food at the um, at the uh, PP Park. And by the way, the Macarena ain't much better. It's pretty marginal at best and highly overpriced, by the way. But, I mean, what, what is that all about? And why is it? Uh, and, and Hank's right. Calder has the best food of any racetrack in town. Not, it always has for years. Why is it that uh, the other racetracks, Gulfstream, Hialeah, some of these other joints, the food is so goddamn bad? And why is it that PP Stadium, the, the, the food is just garbage? It's swill overpriced, and my dogs wouldn't touch it. I mean, so in other words, there are concessions places where they really have edible food, whoever Calder does business with, but anything that Baldy's got to do with, let's bring in crap, probably because it's the cheapest. Not the best, but it's the cheapest. Kind of like here at QAM with our equipment. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's a lady in Miami. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, ma'am. Tell those two raggedy douchebags, Henry and Heisinger, if they really give a damn about their employees, what they should do, since they don't have nobody coming to those stupid-ass games, pay for the employees to park in those lots. I'm shipping them off. How did I know that before she finished, she was going to blurt out uh, something with SH on it, huh? Did I know that? Uh-huh. I just had a feeling. Nice going, sweetheart. You go, girl. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Don't be distracted, my producer, Tommy. we got a very important show going on here for another 55 minutes. Well, this is the Marlin warm-up for the pregame, okay? This is the pre-pre-pre-come uh, for the Marlin game. Man, you can just, you can almost smell it. Squirt, squirt. 5670560. Oh, well, I think that was Jocelyn Elders, by the way, on the phone. Doesn't it sound just like uh, Jocelyn? Uh-huh. And uh, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Let's take up a collection to get our own goddamn 800 line on here, okay? We can get those people in Fort Myers calling in. We can get the 25 million people around the world calling in who are listening on the goddamn Internet. Then we could actually sit here instead of spending half my time begging for phone calls every goddamn day and try to kick these people in the pants and get them off their goddamn dead ass. Then we could do a goddamn show. 
within the limited amount of time we got, which I realize this company ain't all that worried about as long as those numbers continue in there and as long as we can keep all these spots on here. I think maybe Footy had a point. You know, how can, how can we make it with all these uh, cheap uh, cigar store spots and those cigar store Indians? You're a jackass, Footy, okay? You're a real putz, a real nothing. Here's Homestead. Hello. Good afternoon, sir. Yes, sir. Good evening. Uh, whatever it is. It's getting close, man. Yeah, man. Jocelyn, we got to hurry that clock up because it's all game. You bet on it. Jocelyn's a tough act to follow, man. She I'm, was good. She was good. <laughs> really good. She'd be doing it. A couple of things I'm bringing to the table here. Um, you're talking about the location of stadiums. and turn- that, that guy was so full of crap. Well, turn- I can smell it. Turnpike accessibility. Okay. And I, I'm not a shill for Homestead because we have down here the uh, absolute best uh, government money can buy. Yeah. But they have a ballpark down here. Yeah. So why aren't we playing ball? They fill the uh, the uh, uh, racetrack up every time there's a race. I mean, mm-hmm. millions of people come down here. Yeah. So why don't we play ball down here? Play what ball? But baseball. If he wants a baseball stadium, there's one sitting here vacant that they built for the... Uh, no, nobody in their right mind is going to go to Homestead for a ball game. They go there for racing. And how often does that take place? Uh, too damn often for me. But that's, not not that's, that often. That's no. my thing. Okay. No, no, nobody's going to go to Homestead. In addition to which, it's not a dome stadium anyway. So they have... Well, what are they going to accomplish? Just move it farther away from the population and still, uh, you know, get rained out half the time. Yeah, good point. Good point. Okay, second thing. Uh, you were talking the other day, and I didn't get a chance to call, about the uh, overzealous uh, uh, weather people, uh, notwithstanding Don, don't know. Uh, Don, he, uh, no, yeah. he, do, he does a great job. He's, he's the best. He is the We love Don. No. Yeah. Absolutely. But the people in South Dade actually prepared for this storm. I would think so. They did, man. I'm, there's more plywood and, and sheet metal around here right. than you can shake a stick and at. And why not? Why the hell not? Because they, well, they wised up. Eight years. We you've, been, you've been through the hell uh, like they yeah. were, you know, seven years ago. I you're going to be prepared, and you're not going to, and you're not going to be one of those jackasses that waits till the last day or two and goes in there and has to fight and uh, go yeah. through all that bullcrap. I want to buy these shutters now. You know, well, right. we don't have them. Okay, third thing, you're always uh, uh, carping about, uh, for lack of a better word, uh, the copy you get from your 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 sales staff. Yeah, you can't complain about the copy we get because uh, we don't get any. Don't get it. Yeah. It, it, there's a thing in advertising. Most advertising companies have people they call copywriters. We don't have one. Um, let, me, let me say it again. With all the commercials that we have on this radio station, we do not have a copywriter person. I don't believe that. Well, there you go. True story. We got Igor, uh, you know, <laughs> sitting in his uh, den in there with his crappy attitude who hates everybody, you know, who, put, who takes the tapes and puts stuff on, you know, uh, whatever he's doing. But we don't have a copywriter. I don't believe that. The well, let me, let me say it again. Copy. We still, even though they don't believe it the second time, we still don't have a copywriter. Well, good luck. Go get one. Okay, thanks. Thank you. We're not going to get one because we'd have to pay somebody. Are we going to pay somebody? No. No, you bet your F&A. We ain't going to pay nobody. Just like the 800 line. Are we going to do that? No, because they'd have to pay for it. This is the most unbelievable, niggardly goddamn place on the face of the earth. Pumping all of it. And let, let me say it again. The sad part of it is there's no need for it to have to be this way. We don't have these high ratings and all this revenue because we got ball games on here. We got it because we got the worst team. We got this show and we got the humper, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. We got big numbers on there. And let me tell you, there isn't one person who listens to any of our shows because we got ball games on this station. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. That's bad for uh, Mr. Ego's ego. Yeah, that's bad for Grego's ego. Remember what happened to Greg? We won't see him no more. He put this noose around everybody's neck that works in this place, which is why a lot of good people still haven't got their bonus from a rating period that was in the spring. 
April, May, and June. Here it's the end of September. And they still, and they can get away with it because these people are, oh, yeah, whatever you say, okay, okay. Oh, it's a fight. It's a fight, Greg. Weasels, that's the word you're looking for. Work with a bunch of weasels here. Just like Joe Rose this morning taking his little shot. And guess what, Joe? I got the spot scratched off. How about you, sweetheart? We don't run 13-minute breaks on this show, Mr. Hotshot. 20 before noon at QAM. Kitsy Hoover out the moon, man. Scuffed elbows in a satin dress. Black leather motorcycle jackets heaped in a corner. A fragrance by Chastity Bono. Dice. The scent of oiled softball gloves and aluminum bags. Dice. Sweaty t-shirts and an open pack of camels. Dice. Dice. The scent of a woman who wants to be a man. Dice by Chastity Bono. It's 11.45 at WQI. We got a uh, fax from Eric on our um, neilrogers.com on our website who wants us to fax in the uh, Phelps letter from uh, Fred's wife, Margie Phelps in Topeka, Kansas, who said God hates people, fags and the Jews and a whole bunch of other people is what she means, of course, anybody who ain't like her. And, of course, uh, Esau. God hated Esau. And George C. Scott is dead. How do you like that? Here's the facts. 1927 to 1999, George C. Scott is dead. Oh! Are we going to shed any tears about that? No. No. Highly overrated, by the way. I like Cotton. Yeah, but I'm just saying he had a gigantic ego. I mean, he was a real asshole. A good actor, outstanding actor, but not a good guy. From what? Of course, why does he have to be a good guy? We didn't pay to go see his movies because he was a good guy. We went to see, but again, uh, you know. Right? If somebody dies and they're a good person, then we feel bad about it. Just because he was a good actor, I mean, we're going to feel bad about it. Guess it won't be a sequel now. No. What was the other one? What, with the uh, Military Academy? What the hell was that movie? Chaps. Oh, yeah. Oh, how appropriate. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Let's watch Taps for George C. Scott. He's dead. Here's a mobile implantation. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Ah, good. A uh, couple of things. First of all, uh, I'm surprised I haven't heard from you about the demise of uh, CKLW in, the, in uh, Windsor. I didn't know anything about it. Yeah, they uh, went off the air, I believe, at the end of August. They went off the air? Yep. 50,000-watt radio station went off the air? Uh, they had a huge piece on it on uh, National Public Radio going back through the history. Oh, my God. Yeah. I used to I lived in uh, Toledo yeah. in the late 60s and uh, at the height of uh, their powers. I'm stalling huh? for time while I find a jingle. Yeah. Man. What yeah. a sad, what a sad day this is in the history of radio to hear that news. It's depressing. Sure it, it's very depressing. Uh, I guess uh, the, the uh, market was too fragmented. Whatever they screwed up. And, but uh, I mean, that was the 800 on the dial. Great dial position. 50,000 watts. A great signal. Now, what were they doing? They were playing like uh, religion or something before they went to country music. Yep, that's exactly right. Unbelievable. I don't, I don't know what happened to the TV station. They had one too. Channel nine. Well, I'm sure that's still on. Right. In Windsor, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's another, hockey night in Canada. That ain't going off the air. No, it's impossible. Uh, another thing, too, if you want to watch the um, the best movies ever made about fraternity life, uh, there are they, they, uh, one of them is uh, The Lords of Discipline. Right. And uh, Brother Rat. Uh, those are those those two, uh, you know, they nail it right there. Brother Rat? Brother Rat with uh, Ben Gazzara back in the 60s. Uh, 
I think in memoriam we should play CKLW jingles the rest of the week. I'll put the tape on. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for the bad news, pal. How do you like that? The radio business continues going in a crapper as CKLW goes dark. CKLW. Oh. Those are the days, May. See, instead of this crap we got today on FM, where every station is just a jukebox, when you had personalities, when you had great jingles, when you had, like, uh, stations that meant something, Keener 13 and WABC and CKLW and WLS, let's get the jingles out like we got a call yesterday. Oh! God damn it. This must be uh, lunch for Macaroni Grill. Am I right about that? What a great guess, because I saw Gary Sarner acting real Jewish in there, like a real Yenta. You want him to bring it in now or wait for Sure, and no, I'll bring it in now. It would be great. Bring a whole bunch of stuff in here now. I'm, I'm starving, especially after watching Fat Rich eat 10 meals at the track last night. You know, I don't, I don't know what to say to him. Anybody else out there got a friend who's like, uh, yeah, he, the guy had like a little minor stroke here a couple of months ago, and, you know, not a bad one, kind of like the one I had 10 years ago. And instead of reacting to it positively by getting scared to death and losing weight, he's ballooning up like, uh, like somebody stuck a bicycle pump in it. I mean, just gigantic. He had two servings last night that could have easily fed the Yugoslavian army. Either one of them. Oh, thank you so much. Look at the service with a smile. I got some beautiful stuff here. Is that my chicken? My polo? Polo con fungi? And some vegetables and all. What is this? What is that? I don't know. Hold it up. Oh, that's okay. Well, it's I'll catch it. It looks like vegetables. It's vegetables with something underneath it. Oh, okay. Sausage a la grilla with the grilled vegetables on it. Beautiful. Thank you, sir. Oh, and look at this. Genicio extra virgin olive oil. I love it. I'm just going to drink this right out of the bottle. Well, listen, I can't, I can't eat like five different meals in here, Gary. I realize you're acting real pushy and real Jewish, but it looks beautiful. But I can't eat ten different meals to make Gary Sarner happy, okay? I realize that he's real <laughs> disappointed about that, but I can't eat 17 meals here to make our sales department real happy. But I do love macaroni grill, and we'll just have a little of this, a little of that. It's beautiful. I'm loving it. Here's a uh, mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hello? Yes, sir. Hey, Neil, how are you doing? Great. Listen, I tuned in a little late today. Uh, Wait a minute, one moment, please. The Big H Golden. I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, sir. <laughs> that was good. I'm just getting emotional about CKLW, if that's true, which I'm sure it is. Um, about the uh, Haitians not having a good time at the soccer game. Yeah, what the hell was that all about? Uh, I think that maybe since our government employees don't make a lot, they could have INS people there taking tickets next time, and the bad people won't show up. Yeah, that's a good good point. I thought that. Was yeah, if you throw one bottle, they'll deport your ass right back to Haiti, man. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, put so those. Can I see your permission to come in here? Right, and can put so so those baseballs too tight. Unbelievable! I can't. They, they can't behave at home. They can't behave here. Yeah, but that's what you're supposed to do with a soccer game: is act up. You know. Where are they from? Holland? From England? Doesn't make any difference. <laughs> that's the truth. Got to act up at a soccer game so that something exciting is going on. And Neil, thanks much. Okay, have a great day. Oh man, this is oh God, is this good? Hmm. You know what this is? Carciofi. Artichokes on my chicken, and mushroom fungi. Mm-hmm. Boy, this is just beautiful. This is so good. I, I forgot all about this. Always like that, Gary Sarner. You know. Oh, by the way, to give you any information about your appearance, we better mention that today. We only got about forty minutes. Otherwise, you'll have nobody show up, and then they'll say, oh, nobody likes that goddamn George, you know. Well, we knew that, but I'll take the money anyway. No, no, but that's not the point. Nobody cares about the fact you're getting paid to, to go there except you, which more power to you, but what's the uh, point? Where is it? 
Saturday? It's, uh, Primeco in the uh, Oakwood Plaza. Oh, you mean Saturday. where you bombed the first time? I mean where you had all those people the first time? No, there were two or three people there mm-hmm. the first time. And by now, now that you've been on so many times uh, since, all these horny swingers are going to be showing up. Right. Noon to two, like Primeco in the Oakwood Plaza, in the middle of the Oakwood Plaza, on the left side by Gold's Gym. And I'm sure there's going to be all kinds of other Oakwood stuff Plaza there. Oakwood Plaza where? Where is it? Sheridan and I-95. Oh, look at that. Igor North came in and stuck his nose, uh, his nose in our news. Have a little something there, okay? You look like uh, you're polishing. And by the way, don't go to Tampa again next time we have a storm like a pussy. God, how embarrassing. And by the way, when you do stuff like that, guess what? The fingers stick out there and they uh, follow you. We got nothing here. They got a nice big finger there in Tampa, which they deserve. And, of course, they do deserve the finger because, like we've always said. Tampa. Right. 5670560, pound 560. What were you just saying? Oh, yeah, you were promoting your appearance on Saturday. Noon to 2. Noon to 2. This and I'm Saturday, sure there's going to be um, other things there besides me because that's the way it works. Okay, tune in tomorrow know. for all the details on it because I'm sure that by then maybe Gary Sarner will find out something about what it's all about. Well, what is that that you're having? Not, not that I'm nosy. What is he eating there? Looks like scallopini. Mmm, beautiful. Enjoy it. L'chaim. Here's a, a lady in Pompano. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, ma'am. How are you? Great. Good. God, have we got a good lunch. You ever go to Macaroni Grill? Oh, yeah, it's awesome. Mmm, it's dynamite. Delicious. As long as they don't let that Schwarzer get up on the table and sing again. <laughs> Old man river. Oh, very good. <laughs> very good. You're hired. Oh, thank you. Um, well, actually, the reason I'm calling, <laughs> I'm calling, this might be old news, but I'm calling about two things that were in yesterday's um, Broward section of the Herald uh-huh. that totally frosted my butt. Um, one of them was about how they're thinking, uh, well, the city of Fort Lauderdale is, is going to start shilling uh, for the stadium, right. you know, sucking John Henry's butt, and mm-hmm. they want to take um, businesses that are located in on Andrews Avenue downtown and move them to the northwest part of the city which is pretty much like not a very good neighborhood, right. and I just think that's totally wrong. And let me say it again. How do you get to Andrews Avenue where they want to put the stadium? How are you going to get there? Yeah, it, oh, yeah, like it's so easy to get there with all the traffic. Right, even now, without a stadium, you, it's a nightmare. How the hell are you going to get there with uh, 30,000, 40,000 people supposedly going there? Especially when all these other people are going there for other reasons, like all the bars and stuff that are down now, there. Now, maybe, John Henry figures, only the 91 people who were there two days ago, they're the only ones that will show up, <laughs> so you don't have to worry about a lot of tra- traffic congestion right, and parking problems. it's not going to make much problem. difference, Right, that's right. <laughs> all right, okay, well, the other thing that they said in, that, that was in the Herald Sane section, uh, that I... I was just blown away by was that um, it was an article on on drugs and and pointing the fingers at the race culture and everything, um, but there was a lot of things in in there that they had totally wrong. I mean, just some of it was like, okay, maybe they wouldn't know if they're not part of that culture, but part of it was just stuff that glaringly obvious. Like one of the things they listed, uh, marijuana. Here it says, I'm quoting, sells for between three thousand and five thousand dollars an ounce. Three thousand five thousand dollars. Three thousand five thousand an ounce. Yeah. I mean, I've known people who smoke an ounce a week. Yeah. Oh, do they? Do they make three to five thousand? Oh, that's why they're week? breaking in all those convenience stores. Yeah. Come on. Uh huh. Exactly. Where, where the hell was this written? This this was in the Broward section of the Herald. Oh it, my the god. The very first article on the on the front page of the Broward section says death toll from mixing illicit drugs rises. Mm. And then uh and then when you turn you know how they have have it continued on page seven it's got a little list and um, pictures of different types of drugs and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And under the part where it says marijuana, that's what it lists. It lists it as being three to $5,000 an ounce. Well, there you go. If yeah. you read in the Herald, you know it's got to be a bunch of Oh, crap. right. And then it says, the downer gives illicit drugs 
I mean, I'm sorry, the downer gives illicit users hallucinations. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Pink elephants and stuff, I guess. Well, kind of like when you read the Herald. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sweetheart, got to run. Have a great okay. day. Well, listen, I just want to say I love you. My boyfriend and I, we go around the house, and we, when we talk to each other, we, we, we quote your things all the time. Like we say, I don't know, and all that stuff. And you're a one of a kind, and we love you. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Neil. See you. Bye. Okay, four minutes before noon. We don't have a lot of time to screw around because we got the ball game coming up. We've got to get eight million spots in. Can you imagine if we would have done that other break? Hey, Luann, you're crazy. You're a crazy person. Do you have reason to believe you may be using drugs? Uh-huh. You know, I have been acting erratically lately. Just last week, I went bowling with Jesus and Jim Morrison. Those may be some of the telltale signs that you may be using drugs. How do I know for sure? Some of the other telltale signs may include you have drugs in your house. Yep, that's me. You know where to get drugs. Me again. You know all the drug lingo. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You talk about Woodstock as if you're still there. Dude, Jimmy's going to play the national anthem again. And you can eat 32 cheeseburgers in one sitting. Clear, man, who clear? If you've answered yes to any or all of those questions, you may have a drug problem. If that's the case, you need to try HDT, the home drug test, the fastest and most reliable way to find out if you've been using drugs. HDT, the home drug test, available at most major pharmacies, from Pop, the Easter egg people. Far out, man. Yeah, man. Two minutes past noon at 560 WQM, only 20 minutes, 28 minutes away from the pregame show for the Marlins and the Panthers. And what happened to the playing? The Expo. Oh. Panthers, whoever it is. Does it make a difference who they're playing? No. no. Bye. This lunch today from the Macaroni Grill, this is one of the most incredible meals I have ever had. This is chicken. Now, see, usually it comes on a bit of uh, angel hair pasta, which I notice you're scarfing down yours, but I uh, passed on that because I can't eat that. But it's the uh, chicken, uh, what is it, scallopini with the fungi and with carciofi, the artichokes, which if I could tell you how much I love really good artichokes, which these are the best I've ever had in my life. Thank you very much, sir. Even Gary Sarner, we say thank you, too, for a phenomenal lunch from our friends at Macaroni Grill. Like I said, if they just keep the Schwarzer from singing when I'm there, I'll come back a lot. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Let's talk fast now. We've got 27 uh, minutes to go. Here's uh, Coral Springs. Hello. Are you ever going to go back to carbohydrates at any time? What does that mean? No, you. I know that you're using the. Well, what do you mean? Diet. Am I ever going to go back? You think I'm off of carbohydrates? I'm as fat as a pig. Oh, you think that Ben and Jerry's ice cream is protein? No, we know that. <laughs> there you go. Hey, listen. There are two things. Uh, uh, first, with the stadium, isn't the reality of it that it's more the weather than how well the team is doing that's causing the lack of fans to go? Of course out of the not. Stadium? No. You don't. Okay. Uh, well, let me, let me ask you this: Was there anything wrong with the weather yesterday? Well, a couple of days ago when they played the... No, uh, no, 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 no. Was there anything wrong with the weather yesterday? Was no. there a drop of rain? They had, by all accounts, maybe a 1,000 people there, maybe 1,200 last night. Did they draw when... Uh, I wasn't here. Did they draw when they won the World Series? Only in the, at the end of the playoffs and in the series, of course, and any team would. Exactly. But during the season, even though they were doing well, they still didn't draw. That's so, right. Well, That's correct. I'm thinking that maybe it's the weather because who wants to go there? And let, let me, let me, you're not it. listening to me. Let me say it again. Even with the sun shining on the most beautiful day in history, they've had games when there's just a smattering of people there. There's no interest, my friend. Nobody cares. Did they draw in, uh, I don't know. If... Let's go to um, Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. How are you? Okay. 
Neil, can I tell you this about my like theory? Record. Did they draw when uh, when Jesus was a baby? Did they draw when Wayne got a haircut? Go ahead, sir. I'm sorry. Get set ready. Neil, can I talk to you about my theory? Of what? Dialectical checks and balance. I'm listening, sir. I'm waiting for the good stuff. Okay. Uh, you know, if an atom is split, it causes nuclear fission, right? Nuclear fission, yeah. Spontaneous combustion. Fission, yeah. And um, you know that uh, the uh, theory of, uh, uh, you know, like with the, the, the judicial checks on the legislative? Yeah. Um, yeah. And the executive checks on the... Uh, yeah. Well, okay, that's uh, checks and balance. And, and I put that with my scientific uh, theory along with my um, religious theory. Yes. That one thing happens as a result of another. Uh-huh. And I'll bet you when Y2K comes, it's going to be chaos. Yeah. But that's not what I wanted to talk to you about. Oh, you know? thank God for that. Where's the good stuff? Come on, oh. we don't have a lot of time here. Don't oh, okay. I, I, had an a, I had an accident. I'd like to talk to you about uh, the old people on the highway. You call mm -hmm. them the old farts, but mm -hmm. uh, uh, excuse oh, for lack of uh, terms. Uh, so I was headed north on 36, west rather, on 36. Yeah, listen, time's up. Okay, let's go to a, a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Long gone. Okay. I just munged. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five. We still got twenty five minutes to go here, and I got one call on the board. What the hell's going on here, man? We got everything going here from tobacco to the goddamn stadiums in the wrong place, and the weather and the rain in Spain. And did uh, did they show up when this? And did they show up when uh, oh, when Frankenstein was showing at the movie theater? I mean, this guy's a maniac. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the eighteen. And then we got this guy with a theory of relativity and uh, his accident up there because the old people drive too slow. Just don't drive with your relatives next time, okay, pal? Here's a lady in Miami. Hello. Lady in Miami. Hey, Neil, don't ought to choke your chicken on the air. Bye. <laughs> okay, thanks. I think that would screw in. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T. You know who that was? That was what's-his-name's friend. Slipped us to Mickey. By the way, have another one for us, sweetheart. <laughs> Thank you. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing this morning? Okay. I just was wondering if you heard. I I, I was listening to that Paul Harvey uh, broadcast yesterday. No, this I don't guy listen to Paul Harvey, sir. I don't listen make, to that. Well, this guy makes a uh, he's an old fool. I don't listen remark. To listen to this remark. He closes his uh, broadcast with. Good he day. He says he got a little. There's he got a letter from. A, are you there? Yeah. He got a, a letter from a little kid. Uh, who asked where was God when the kids were getting killed in Columbine? Yeah, school. we had the same call yesterday, right? And, and you know what he answers? Yeah, God, uh, God, uh, they kicked out of school. school. Yeah, just like he's not allowed in so church who, in Texas. Exactly. Oh, we did the same thing yesterday, sir, but thank you. It's a little stale, but nevertheless, the price is right. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. These idiots, man, why don't you just face the music? Nobody cares. Don't you get it? Don't you understand? No. Nobody cares about the freaking goddamn Marlins. There is no interest. Listen to the sports shows on this station, on the Waffen, on any goddamn... Are there any calls about baseball? No. He wants in a blue moon. Nobody cares about that here. Trying to force feed, like I said yesterday, halavada the Arabs. They don't want it. They're not interested. They don't care. They won't eat it. They, they don't like it. Period. There's no interest. I mean, you know, championship time, it, it could be lacrosse. It could be, uh, you know, weenie roast, whatever. If it's a championship thing, this town is the worst in the world as far as jumping on a bandwagon. So that proves nothing. Eight minutes afternoon at 560 WQM. There's a... Estoy estrangulando el pollo por acá. 
air pants. <laughs> I don't think I like you anymore. <laughs> you used to watch me shave. Now you do is stare at the floor. <laughs> Old air penis, I don't like you anymore. No. It used to be you and me, a paper towel and a dirty magazine. <laughs> That's all we needed to get back. <laughs> now it seems things have changed, and I think that you're the one to blame, dear penis. I don't like you anymore. He thinks, dear Rodney, I don't think I'd like you anymore. Cause when you get to drinking, you put me places I've never been before, dear Rodney, I don't like you anymore. Why can't we just get a grip on our man-to-hand relationship? <laughs> Come to terms with truly how we feel. If we put our heads together, we just stay home forever. Fair penis. I think I like you after all. Oh, and Rodney, while you're shaving, shave my phone. <laughs> <laughs> 14 at 560 WQM, just 60 minutes away from that big pregame show. By the way, I got a very um, important and depressing bunch of stuff from Ryan Doherty at the University of Florida in Gainesville over the facts. And if uh, he's listening on the Internet, I'm not shining you. I'm going to talk about this stuff tomorrow. But because we got this stupid ball game today, I don't have time to do justice to this today. He's a friend and fraternity brother of one of the kids that got killed over the weekend up there. Because uh, we live in a violent, a violent freaking country, man, and because we got a lot of goons and idiots up there and all over the place. Well, I, I'm just amazed by this lunch. I'm just blown away by how good this is for macaroni grill. Did you have any of those cheese balls? Not yet. What, you mean uh, buffalo mozzarella? Don't give me cheese balls. Yeah, we got uh, a pomodoro um, buffalo mozzarella. Uh, and we got the sausage con vegetale uh, griglia. Oh, don't you like that Italian? Pretty bad. No practice. Hey, why don't you go to Italy now, Neil? Go to hell, Neil. Screw you. Okay. Sounds good to me. Here's Miramar. Hello. What's up, my nigga Neil? Yes, sir. Hey, what's the deal with Alex Hicks now? He goes on the waivers. Any team can pick him up? Uh-huh. How many days or months? Oh, I, that... I don't know. Who cares? They're, yeah, they're, right. they're hoping uh, he goes bye-bye. You know? That's what I'm thinking. They That's want to say thinking. goodbye. Hey, um, PlayStation, which is a video um, gaming system, came out with NHL 2000 uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, for the past couple of years, uh, you know, I usually play Florida's team. You know, and I put Peter Well on my fourth line, you know, as a checking line, and he'd always end up being white. This is the first year that they've actually had a black player in this in this hockey game. All right. Great. Yeah, right. They're making great strides. No, they're not. That's a bad. That's a bad precedent. Oh, is it? How is uh, that? Just uh, the, you know, they already got all the other sports. Let's keep the oh, other oh, thing of our white people. Yeah, I got you there. I got you there. Hey, Chris Wells smells not so well. Hey, and I, can I call somebody a douchebag? Go ahead. Andre Nazarov. Later, Neil. Okay, see him. Wow. One of our Panther fans. Well, he's a little bit delirious. And by the way, headline in the paper this morning: GM to Drorak. Be more like Bure. It left out the other part where Burace, where Dvorak said to the general manager, be more like Pat Quinn. Left that part out. Be more like Burace. What, what an idiotic, only in the newspapers here where they put some stupid crap in there like that. 
That would be like uh, Dick Casper saying to Alice Rantel, be more like me, Neil, be like Neil. Well, he was in some ways. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line, although I had always much better taste. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing, man? Pretty good, sir. All right. I was wondering if I could say hi to somebody. No. Yeah, call him up. Call him up and say hi, okay? This isn't the goddamn Lonely Hearts Club. He's wondering if he could say hi to somebody. What kind of crap is that, huh? What kind of major league, big, ball-busting bunch of crap is that? Sitting here enjoying a wonderful lunch, having a real great pseudo-intellectual conversation with our listeners today about 8 billion different things, none of which we can do anything about. But it sure kills four entertaining hours every day. I'll tell you that, right? Uh-huh. F and A. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T line. Come on, we got only thirteen minutes to go. We got to talk fast. Let's take six seven hundred calls here in the last thirteen minutes today. Here's a mobile in Boca. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah, my name's Sebastian. Neil, I got some good news for you. Yes. I'm an attorney, and a mutual friend has asked me to give you a check. Stay yeah. major. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Did he, ever, did he ever pay in there? Of course not. That son of a bitch. Bitch. <laughs> you know how much that two grand would be worth today with compounded interest? I could probably retire today. He'd probably give it to Lori before she split. Uh-huh. Okay, thanks for the good news, pal. We're dragging back up all the old sad stuff, all that Stan Major stuff. Wow. I might have to play a Stan Major thing here, you know, in a minute. Just for the hell of it. I wonder, is he still alive here? Oh, yeah, I shouldn't have said that. He'll call me again. Don't call me, Stan. I'll call you some year. Not soon. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. This is the first time calling Fort Lauderdale. All right. Yes, I'm a young black male. I'm about 28 years old. I yes, sir. I just want you to call out the other black listeners. These are supposed to be hard suburbanite black youth between the ages of 18 and 28 who will deny if they had a book to put in their head that they don't listen to Neil Rogers. I know at least 15 people who turn off the WEDR and the Hot Wheels 5 to listen to you every day. I just need to right. tell them to get a pair of balls and That's come right. out of the closet. Come out of the closet. Well said, pal. Okay, and uh, one more thing. Um, I seen you um, at um, the Turnpike in Sunrise last night. Right. And your Corvette going home, you made my intrepid look like a rider lawnmower. <laughs> oh, yeah, last uh, night uh, from the track, right. Yeah. All right, Neil, thank you. Have a great day, pal. All right. And by the way, let me, I'm glad he mentioned that. Coming home from the track last night, I'm going west out there on Sunrise Boulevard, and some of you idiots out there that want to go 90 miles an hour on, on Sunrise, I'm not impressed. In fact, you know something? I'm only impressed by what assholes you are. And this guy, I'm sure he probably saw some of these idiots, too. You know, I pull away from the light. I leave these people in the dust. I'm going, you know, I don't want to say how I'm going, but it's a 45-mile-an-hour speed limit. It's late at night, so I'm going maybe 55, 58. Okay, that's too fast, but that's what I'm doing. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they come flying by me. I mean, I've left them 60 car lengths behind, okay? There's nothing to prove anymore. And now they come barrel-assing it, and they go by me like I'm standing still. So if I'm going 58 and they're going by me like I'm standing still, I've got to assume they're going at least 80, maybe 90 on Sunrise Boulevard in a residential neighborhood at night. Not just one. This happens all the time. You're crazy, people. Crazy. Even Britney Spears was never so crazy, although probably had a better boob job. Here's a mobile in North Miami. Hello. Mobile in North Miami. Yeah, Neil, a couple things. Yes, sir. 
One thing, you wonder why no one wants to talk about the sports or is interested in the sports. Don't you think most of the population is halfway turned off about the professional athletes? Yes, sir. And then so, uh, none too soon, right. Does it surprise you at no, all? No, not at all. Shouldn't be making the comments. And we got the thing you want to talk about politics. Shouldn't so. be making what comments? Well, that you're surprised. No, I didn't say I was surprised. I'm just no. stating it as a fact. People don't give a crap, and especially here about baseball. No, hell no. Why and they don't give a crap why, about why hockey. They? What, yeah. what contribution into society or into the general public role do they make? Well, it's it's okay for a pastime. Everybody's got to have a pastime. Yeah, absolutely. But when it starts, it starts getting to be a real expensive pastime, then uh, screw it. Yeah, I pack me and my family of five off to a football game. It's gonna, I'm going to drop 200 bucks. Got to mortgage a goddamn house, right. Yeah, ex- exactly. On another thing, on the political side, you see in Puerto Rico, for Puerto Rico, with the bombing range down there in Vieques, they want to drop that off, and the Navy should move out of there. We should drop Puerto Rico completely. Yeah. You read anything about that, FEMA? No. $7 billion for FEMA for the cleanup down there? From no, America. because we can find some more good terrorists down there, and we love those people. Oh, sure, and let's let them out. Because right, we love them. We never met a Puerto Rican terrorist we didn't like. Was that an opportunity for Bill to do something bad, get the waters cleared, and then Hillary gets to put an opinion on it? Yeah, well, you know what I say? Screw Hillary. Hillary, <clears throat> which he won't, but the never. Oh, I can't that's do that right. either. I'm straight. And I okay, pal, Hillary. have a great day. The Ice Princess, nobody wants to touch her, no wonder. I'm so tired of her, man. I can see why uh, she's dropping in the pools like a rock. She's just, uh, first of all, she uh, talk about the arrogance. I, I like that term. That's what it is, arrogance. The idea that somehow she's got this coming to her because she's the uh, first lady or the first, uh, the scorned first lady. She's got some business being in the Senate. She doesn't know crap from Shinola, that bitch. In fact, if I lived there as much as I detest Rudy Giuliani, who's a real good uh, card-carrying Nazi, I'd probably vote for him if I lived in New York instead of that bitch. What a silly person she is. And every, every issue, at least she's consistent no matter what the issue is, whether it's Jerusalem, whether it's uh, the Puerto Rican terrorists, she flip-flops on everything, that bitch. The only thing she hasn't flip-flopped lately on is Bubba, which, of course, is why he was uh, 22 past noon. In fact, 20 years they haven't uh, done it, so uh, we hear 20 years they haven't, he hasn't slept with that bitch. And who can blame him? Anybody in this audience want to touch her? No. No. Or him? No. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T line. We're just minutes away from the pregame with Boog Shami, who was in here the other day. He's a shadow of his former self. Stan Major now on News Talk Radio six ten WIOD. <laughs> if you missed the last show, you missed this. Well, then what the hell is your problem? Kane is in New York, fella. When he would do a show, I don't want Kane back. I just told you that. But well, then who do you want? Who do you want? You want Alan Burke? No, of course not. I think you want Joey Reynolds? No, of course not. Then what the hell do you want on the air? Is, Silence? I mean, is that all we have to do? What do you... Give me a name. But is that all we Who have? do you want? Is that all we have what to do? What kind of content... Do you want during two to six? Here, the next Stan Major show. No. This afternoon at two on News Talk Radio 610, WIOD. Oh, All right, brings back some memories, baby. Let's talk about uh, candy bars. How about that Milky Way Dark, huh? Mm. Anybody buy a good watch lately? <laughs> Poor Stan, you know. Stan's basically a pretty good guy. Just uh, And I don't want to let that $2,000 uh, break up a good friendship, you know. But it did. By the way, Stan Major, uh, Fat Rich, and I are going to be running naked on the beach to try to, you know, rekindle that friendship. Here's a mobile in Hialeah. Hello. Uh, new. Yes, sir. How are you? Great. I used to work at the Macaroni Grill. Right. And um, do you like seafood? All depends. Uh, there's a dish there. It's called Linguini a la Pescatora. For it, if you like this, a la Pescatora, uh, sounds fishy to me. 
<laughs> yeah, it sure is. Right, but uh, like even it. if it's not in the menu, ask for it. They'll make it for you. Okay. Also, also, if you like uh, this Calopini de Polo, which is what it sounded like you had. Uh, yes, it is. Oh, it's out of this world. Then uh, ask for the uh, uh, Farfalle uh, Farfalle con Polo Subo Bianco. Farfalle con Polo Subo Bianco is uh, just as good, Paul, even better. Okay. And uh, also the wine, you can you can have all the wine you want, you know, the Chianti. Right. And just say you have two glasses, they'll, they'll still make a profit. They wouldn't, <coughs> they don't, they don't care. Whatever you say, you know, two or three glasses. Right. Take care, Neil. Five or ten. Okay, arrivederci. Bye bye. Okay, grazie mille. So there we go. That's pretty much gonna. Oh, we got a mobile and Kendall real briefly. Hello. Mobile and Kendall. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. How are you, sir? Great. This is in regards to uh, the previous caller about Puerto Rico. Yeah. We spent billions of dollars on a war uh, on the other side of the country in the name of the democracy, and then as soon as we leave, they continue to kill and maim people. And, and in regards to Vegas, uh, Puerto Rico is only 100 by 35 miles. Yeah. Let's, let's just blow up half the island. And in regards to the terrorists, I'm not for terrorism, and, and I'm a Puerto Rican. We're not proud of what they did, but there are murderers. They've spent 20 years in jails, and there are murderers that get out in seven and eight years. Yeah, it's a damn good thing they didn't do any uh, pot. Okay, thank you. Whatever you said. Hey, listen, that's going to kick it right in the head, okay, because, uh, oh, geez, it's not time for that ball game, is it? The Neil Rogers Show on 560 WQAM Miami-Fort Lauderdale.